I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Where'd this little circle light thing come from? I borrowed it. From who? Girl over there. Um, she said I can use it anytime we want. We used so it for. It's uh, nice. We uh, we used it for it's SYP fancy. once before. Yeah, it looks fancy. There's, so. there's lights, a camera. <laughs> We're back in a different room than we normally record, and we're back into what would be our old room. Yeah, because we won't do this. We did because there's a TV behind us, but we could also do that in the other room actually as well. But. We could, but except we can't set that TV. up because of the shape of the room. Without reorganizing the room, and I don't know if that table works, if it's turned the other way. So, there you that go. That one actually has air conditioning. This is about 500 degrees in here. I'm just looking forward to watching you squirm with the heat. I'm going to squirm, too. I might just start taking my clothes off. Look Please at you. Don't. Well, don't. you make me stay in a hot room. Guess what happens? You're going to say hello to everybody and welcome them and say what we're talking about? Hello, everyone. Welcome. What we're talking about today is something that Stephen came up with, and I'm interested to know what his expectations are for today's podcast <laughs> on expectations. You're a moron. I, I know. Sometimes. If you're I'm a moron I'm going to sometimes. take that back. I don't think you're a moron. I think you're a Muppet. I think you're a Muppet. Yeah. So um, do you want to frame it? Am I going to frame no, it? No, you're going to frame it. You came up with it. So I was thinking about expectations and accountability. So we did a whole year of accountability where basically every other week we did an accountability update. Um, And I think in that regard, we set solid parameters for what's expected of each other, right? So whether that was, hey, we're going to go to the gym on these days, separately these days we're going to go together. Um, But I also think, hand up, that I screwed up multiple times and I'm not very good at setting expectations for you because you're like a child sometimes and I have to hold your hand. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Good Lord. I just mean in certain things. And I realized that I had unspoken expectations. And if anybody's ever read, read a, a, a Breen Brown book, then she talks about that as part of expectations. This will be a fun conversation. Why? Because one of my things that I was going to spring up was self-expectations, right? Expectations you have for yourself. Uh-huh. Which in reality are the only ones that should actually matter uh-huh. versus your expectations of others. Granted, expectations of others with regard to their conduct to, towards you. Like you, you expect a certain level of conduct. I mean, people need to be kind. You know, you would expect your friends and people to be kind to you. Well, at least I do. Then Stephen shows up. And then <laughs> <laughs> and all my expectations are shattered. <laughs> but uh, sorry, I'm hitting this thing on the side here. But... So this is this will be an interesting conversation. I'm kind when you deserve it. We'll let the listeners determine that. <laughs> Do you want a participation trophy? <laughs> Nobody asked for a trophy either. So here, well, let let me frame this with a question, right? Um, and if you're listening, watching this, then you can obviously do this yourself, right? So I want you to think about the last time you were upset with someone, Ben. I want you to think about the fact that you were upset. I want you to w- answer the, the the following on questions as well. Did they know you were upset with them? Did they know why you were upset with them? And were you justified in being upset with them because you had you set clear expectations of what you wanted in order to not be upset with them? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to give the example or do you want to just... I could give an example. Give an example. I, I, well, last, probably last time I was upset was with you, actually. <laughs> go figure. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Go, go figure. Because I don't get upset with people usually because I'm just like the type of person where it's like, well, whatever. Like, I don't really care. I've got other stuff going on. Like, if it's not going to affect me, then whatever. I think it was last time when you came in and you didn't, I noticed you didn't say anything in our recording two times ago when we recorded together. Stephen goes, came in, he's like, oh, I've got something to bring up about you or something. I can't remember how you framed it. And I basically just went off and basically said like, not everybody needs your damn opinion all the time or something like that. And then you didn't bring it up again during the, during the, but expectations were set after that and you didn't bring it up. Well, I think you, this isn't about me and you airing grievances against each other, but I think you often forget that when you have when you're in a podcast you're literally given your opinions so yeah i have a lot of opinions and there's some that i will keep to myself but in the interest of accountability and us trying to make each other better i'll be critical of you and i expect the same back in return yeah and I, that wasn't uh that wasn't clearly expected or defined <laughs> on your part all right so let me tell you because in my opinion like podcast wouldn't be about always vocalizing your opinion as much as sometimes narrating a topic yeah but then if i narrate a topic eventually my opinion has to come out to play yeah that's Otherwise, fine but i think when you come into something with the expectation of giving your opinion right then it, that's not that's just an opinion piece basically anymore it's not really narrating something it's not really discussing a topic it's more just an opinion piece mm-hmm. which that could go one way or another that podcasts should or shouldn't be opinion pieces yeah well i mean the news has certainly taken the slant of it being an opinion piece (laughs) well look if i'm here just to regurgitate what other people say then i think that's a waste of time i think Mm, i have i think that's the wrong outlook i mean if you're narrating something right and you're researching a topic and you're discussing it that's learning yeah see i disagree i think that's regurgitating bullshit i think that's taking someone else's opinion and putting it out in your own words so every simon sinek thing is regurgitating bullshit that you bring up no, that's me using him as a point of reference to make a point. That's learning. That's different. Yeah, that's learning. That's what we're doing. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want me to do that without then inserting my own personal opinion, my own personal experience. Nobody said to never give your opinion. Yeah. So the last, it's funny, you gave one when, when I upset you. I want to talk about what, I've, what I was upset about. And I actually gave you credit last week for it as well. So we talked about social media practices, right? Yep. And... I joked about the fact that when you post and draw big, horrible hand-drawn circles on screenshots... One time, and I'm never going to live that down. Multiple times. Okay, twice. And it looks awful. And no, just this past couple of weeks, you know, we, we set a schedule. We talked about what kind of content we want to post, when we should post, who should post what, um, what constitutes a post, i.e. you thought putting something on the story constituted a post, and I'm like, nah, that's not getting the saturation as as other things do. So now I realize that I've set clear expectations for you, and we're a year and a half into this shit, and for a year and a half I've been annoyed with you for how you do social media for the podcast, but I never really set realistic expectations. So I'm learning, right? I'm learning. That, well, uh, and you were, you'd be like, I need you to post. I'm like, I don't have shit to post. I don't want to post about my personal life all the time or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, so you, yeah. you find inspiration. You find yeah. Simon Sinek's and entree leaderships and stuff, and you post, and then you talk about it, uh, why it impacts you. So I realized And then he was now, like, I just need you to post on Wednesday at some point. I'm like, oh, well, I can do that. That's okay. And I'll, I'll take care of the new releases <laughs> like, on Monday. dang it. You, you've been posting the stories as well, which is great. I saw yeah, you posted yesterday I twice. Did. It's Thursday. actually kind of... I told you it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. I shared it on my timeline. Yeah, I know. But seriously, a year and a half in, I realized that neither you or I took the time. You didn't ask and I didn't tell, so there was no expectation set. Well, and I didn't care enough. So in a way, I was being vulnerable there and saying, hey, I screwed up. And I was joking when I said, you're like a kid and I have to hold your hand. I understand that my understanding of social media and yours are very different and how we use it is very different. Yeah. So Well, and I don't. I mean, the reality is I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of social media, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if somebody asks me to do something and I agree to do it, like I'm going to do it. I'm not the type of person where I'm just like, no, that's dumb. I'm not going to do it. If I agree to do it, I might tell them that's dumb and I'm not going to do it. You give me $10,000? No, that's dumb. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not unless for some reason. I mean, are you dying? Do you need a medical procedure? Like, what's happening? Sure, we can call it a medical procedure. <laughs> e- ED doesn't count. <laughs> Never been a problem, but thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's too small to even tell, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's my example, right? Um, yeah. No, expectations are important. Comes so, down to communication. Yeah. It does. Expectations come down to communication, right? So that's one reason they're important. It's funny you said that. I have a question here. I'm going to ask you a question. I know you hate when I do this and I don't tell you what they you are. You can ask me a question. I can tell you to pound sand or not. Why do expectations matter? Why do we set expectations? For self or others? Yes. For self? Well, here I will say this also. You're, you just said, why do expectations matter? What if I said they don't? They do. That could be debatable. A lot of the stuff I was reading today, because I'm going to regurgitate some bullshit, because that's what we do on podcasts. (laughs) No, I'm not going to, because I can't remember it all. But they were talking about the idea of expectations, whether they were good or bad. And I was like, that's actually an interesting thought, right? And I think realistic expectations are good. Unrealistic expectations can be negative and can actually hamper with the psychology of yourself. And I will say that from my own perspective, because it does it to me. So, I mean, I have had expectations of where I should or shouldn't be mm-hmm. and sometimes hit them, sometimes not hit them. And then when I don't, it gives you a negative sense of self-worth like you didn't accomplish what you had set out to try and to accomplish, even though in reality, you probably were never going to hit it in the first place because they're pretty unrealistic expectations. And so, um, what was your question again? <laughs> Why expectations matter? You're saying they don't. And I'm going to and vehemently disagree with you. I know you will, and that's fine. You can. But doesn't mean you're right, or doesn't mean that I'm right. But, um, and I'm not saying that they don't either. I'm mm-hmm. saying that depending on the personality type, I say realistic expectations matter. Okay. So define a realistic expectation before before I come back. With so what I think. I, I'll give you the, the, my example, right, of how I felt. And, and I even wrote down, like, an expectation is a strong belief that something, you know, like, should happen, will happen, should happen. And so my expectation of myself when I was younger is I would see people my own age that were rock stars, movie stars, people that founded a company, right, mm-hmm. when they were 12 years old and are multimillionaires. So it's like, what? They're doing that. Why can't I do it, right? And then in my mind, my psychology told me like well in so they're getting into a lot of different things here but my expectation was that i should be that it's like well why should you be that Mm -hmm. so i think expectation you could do the same thing about what the media does with the portrayal of a woman's body right shifts their expectation of what reality is right when you shouldn't be the super skinny necessarily unless that's your natural body type but it's like you don't need to be the super skinny you can be a curvier girl or something right so expectations can be set for you of yourself which aren't always true and beneficial so mine was that i should be somebody that maybe i'm not even meant to ever be but in my mind i saw that and i should be that and so now that i'm not some movie star or some you know dude worth a hundred million dollars that I've somehow failed because of that, right? So I think... So I would say that's an unrealistic expectation. I would say this, and this isn't a critique of you. I would say two things. Thing number one, I think you're misrepresenting what an expectation is versus a dream. I think it's okay to dream that at 12 yeah, years old that you could can be. start. I think it's okay to dream that you can be 110 pounds and have 6% body fat and, you know, a 12 inch dick and whatever it's okay to dream those things right but that's different from having an expectation I'm still on the 12 inch thing I would say an expectation of yourself would be show up with integrity with care with humility and, and a work ethic right that's an expectation versus a dream that's, so, a, that's a realistic expectation no 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 no. see realistic is something that I would drop off of this because in order for something to be an unrealistic expectation and this is where I'm going to go with this I think you might enjoy it in order for someone to be an unrealistic expectation, someone hasn't spoken up. Either you haven't talked up to yourself. You mean like you haven't defined it you more? You haven't communicated, yeah. So expectations well, case should, and we talk, again, coming back to the example we gave at the start, if I had explicitly a year and a half ago said to you, we're going to make social media posts on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We'll do story posts most days. I need you to do Wednesday 
Every now and again, I might have you do a Friday. Mondays, I'll take care of. I'll do the editing. We'll launch the podcast. Here's the calendar. Mm-hmm. It's explicitly probably would have gone a lot better. Created for you. and defined. <laughs> you know what you're what you're expected to do. Yeah. Right. Yep. It was an unrealistic expectation of me to have you understand that because I never communicated it. So what I'm saying is, it's only an unrealistic expectation, either a self expectation or an expectation of others or a team mm-hmm. if it's not communicated if someone takes on your expectations if you say hey I would like A, B, C and D done by this date if that person feels that can't be accomplished it's on them to say hey hold on a minute here's the timeline you're given here's more realistically what these things are going to be done now if you need me to expedite one or two of these things we can do that but here's a more realistic timeline or I need two or three more bodies to do this, this, and this. That's how an expectation set. Do you see where I'm differentiating so, here? You, yes and no. Because so I actually wrote down something on my thing here because I took a few notes. And it was the idea of expectation and how like expectation without a clearly defined goal implemented by a plan. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and then you have like, because an expectation is just just that just an expectation Mm -hmm. and it'll really get you nowhere at the end of the day right yeah it's like okay well i expect to be worth 100 million it's like okay cool now what's the legwork to get you to the 100 million because so there's your goal your expectation you get i think the goal and expectation need to be coupled is almost what it is yeah so and you can have micro goals throughout the way the uh in a plan to get there the, the the part i missed right so like i said you have to explicitly say what your expectations are, then there can be a discussion. Before anybody walks away from the table, from the phone call, from the lunch, whatever you're doing in order to set these expectations, there has to be an agreement from all parties that yes, that can be done. If all of the criteria that we've discussed, if the plan is implemented, if the work rate is there, you know, because again, coming back to goals and expectations is, I think a lot of people expect to be millionaires. A lot of people expect to start their own company. A lot of people expect to be retired on a, on a yacht by the time they're 30 or 35. I go back to that thing where I think that's the dream. But then that's the dream. Yeah. So their expectations and their goals don't align because in order for a goal and an expectation to happen, the work ethic has to be there mm-hmm. as well. So they've mm-hmm. not clearly mm-hmm. defined how mm-hmm. they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I guarantee that Elon Musk as a teenager probably said, I'm going to do X to get to here. And then he's constantly reevaluating his expectations of himself, of his mm-hmm. company, of his people. Um, so, yeah, I think we, we're saying the same thing. That's we're what just I was going to say. I think we're saying of, different verbiage. I think what, what I'm a little less willing to do is accept that an unrealistic expectation is a thing unless someone, unless there's been a breakdown in communication. Because in order for it well, to be I an think, expectation in the first place, there has to be an explicit agreement well, from I think multiple you just, parties. If you feel it's an unrealistic expectation, you communicate that and reshape the expectation is all it is. Exactly. So yeah. you don't walk away till there's an agreement. So then the expectations well, aren't realistic. The expectations are exactly well, that, no, an expectation. I mean, expectations can become realistic depending on external forces too. So it's yeah. like, okay, set expectation. Hey, this time frame, this timeline, these people involved, one left. They, the expectation is no longer, should be an expectation. Yeah. So we need to communicate that and alter the plan of attack. Yeah, so. And expectations need to change. Then you've got the part of expectations where once they're set, let's say we set an expectation for a year's time, right? In a year's time, we're going to have 3 million people listen to the podcast. We're going to have this much in sponsorship revenue we're going to have this many sub podcasts we're going to have this many social media followers those expectations only become realistic if we don't a agree that they can be done at the start and b regularly check in and have we'll call them status checks or accountability updates if we're not constantly saying okay yeah you have to track the correct metrics right and again, that's where expectations fall down. And if we think about personal relationships, marriages. Yeah. Oh, God, oh dear God, did your chair just break? I think the little handle makes it straight through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doggy. If you fell over, especially since we have it on the I video now, that would be 
YouTube worthy. That would be viral. Feet go up in the air. <laughs> and then I'd probably fall back laughing as well. Probably and whack your head on the brick wall. Comedy of errors, bring the whole TV down on top of us. <laughs> but yeah, if you think um, about um, the amount of marriages that break down, the amount of relationships that break down because people don't clearly define yeah, uncommunicated expectations so you know um the the one that springs to mind is and i know you don't want me regurgitating bullshit but um that you said simon that. sinek talked about this on a you're gonna laugh when i say this john c maxwell had him on and honestly simon sinek was great john c maxwell was john c maxwell just kind of glazed over Dick for most of listen it. to this much i don't know <laughs> um, I mean, you've ripped on john c maxwell in the last two i recordings. just can't warm to the guy i just find he's very quotable but just zero substance and he, i mean he's made a fortune from it so yeah but, i wonder if him and dave ramsey got together what those two guys would sound like that would be interesting that would be an interesting voice could you imagine they both have <laughs> Yeah, okay, totally off topic. But. So anyway, what they were talking about, or what Simon Sinek was talking about, was uh, being present, right? So that's super popular right now. Everybody's like, oh, I'm working on being present, putting my phone down, and I do yoga to be present, or whatever it is, right? I feel like you're mocking those people. Oh, I'm absolutely mocking them. Yeah, because Whoa, because here's the thing. Okay. People will say they're working on being present. That's an expectation they have of themselves. Mm-hmm. To be present, you don't get to decide if you're present the person you're with decides if you're present right think about that and i'm going to explain yourself okay so let's say lauren said hey ben my love language quality time Mm -hmm. whether it is or it isn't right she tells you her love language is quality time and you have a preconceived notion of what quality time is i am with you i'm at dinner we're watching a movie together but the whole time you've got your phone next to you. And I'm not saying you do, yeah. but you have your phone next to you. So in your mind, you're with her, you're spending quality time, you're watching her favorite movie, you've eaten her favorite meal. But she doesn't feel like you're present because you might be checking. And again, I'm, this is not how you guys are. I know that. Yeah. But I'm giving an example. I mean, I am on my phone a lot of time when we're watching TV. But she know. is the one who decides if you're present and giving her the presence that she's asked you for, not you. So you don't get to say, hey, I'm giving you the quality time because that's not her quality time. Her version of quality time and yours are different. Yeah. And if you want to give her her version of quality time, then it's her that gets to define it. It's her that says, hey, I'm getting what I need from you. It's not you to say, hey, you're getting what you need from me. That's what I'm saying. No, I agree. So your version of quality time or, or anything else, but present I feel it's on the person who you're spending the time with to decide if you're present or not, not you. Well, that's just like I've told you to get off your freaking phone when we're together, too. Like, quit yeah. checking your watch. It's like, but a lot of people, I think, don't want to, you know, the, yeah, this, this, we could do a whole different thing on this because then some people get offended by that, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get into it and like, well, that's not worth the battle. It's not worth the fight. So it's like, well, that's where the clear. And then you got to decide whether or not you think it is. Or that's isn't. where the clear communication part comes in, right? And yeah. Clear communication isn't sugar-coated communication. Clear communication, when you're setting expectations, um, again, I'll point to my most recent relationship until I read the Love Languages book. Yeah, I'm using the the quality time thing because I wasn't necessarily on my phone, but I was elsewhere. If there was a game on TV, I'd, I'd be listening but watching, but listening but watching. And I would tune in and hear parts of what I wanted to hear. Um, instead of saying, hey, I'm going to watch the game, how about I meet up with you afterwards? Mm-hmm. Where you'll have my attention, right? And it's a simple thing. That sounds, I'm really simplifying a lot. But again, your expectations and other people's expectations can only be defined and can only be held, you can only hold someone accountable if you've truly expressed what you need from them and they've agreed to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's like setting the ground rules for playing a game too, right? Mm-hmm. So as soon as the the rules are set, expectations are set. The rules of engagement, I mean, so yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, we talk about this in every relationship, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's funny, everything goes back to communication. We talk about this 10 capital, like if something, well, why didn't you know that? It's like, it's like well, I would have thought this. It's like, well, that wasn't clearly communicated. Mm-hmm. So it's like communicating expectations, communicating goals in relationships, both personal and work is massive so i have another example that literally affects both of us 
So our friend Travis, who we had on the podcast. Yep. I played golf with him Friday. Yep. Um, we sat in your car, took a picture. Did you like that? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I drove the convertible and I <laughs> sit in the clubhouse and these two yahoos send me a picture sitting in my car out in the parking lot. <laughs> we just climbed right in. Uh, Didn't yeah, have to a... clean. You left the doors open. Well, yeah, it's it's the, the tops down. Like you left the doors open. I mean, they weren't open; they were unlocked. But yeah. Well, you would send me a picture of my car. Like, are you here or who that or something like who that? Who that is? Yeah. So no, so I'm playing golf with him, and he goes, "Hey, I just wanted you to know, like, um, and you'd already talked to me about it, um, but I let him talk and finish and tell me a story because I didn't want to interrupt and say, oh no, I already know." But um, I had referred you a client who had played golf with the week before, along with with Travis um, and he said I just wanted you to know that you did a really good job of teeing that up and I'm not really good at that and he was being vulnerable and I said well all I did was I mean it came from a natural conversation I was mm-hmm. I was looking at my stocks and seeing where they were before the market closed and he asked oh is that XYZ and I said yeah it's my and I showed him some of the stuff I was doing and he's like, yeah, I need to get into that. So it was a natural progression to talk about you, what you do and tee you up, right? Yeah, yeah. But what, this is great. what I realized was, and I know that you and Travis had talked and you kind of gave him a hard time because you're like, yeah, you can learn from Steven. And yeah, and then he flipped me crap back. He did flip you crap back. But what I realized there was that I don't know that you two have ever sat down and I don't know that, and you might have, but I don't know that he heard it the way you want him to or he doesn't know how to apply it and say here's how i would set up a conversation yeah here's, here's some of the the talk tracks you could use to say hey my buddy ben he does this i invest with him well I and I, you not, not only him. that i think you can refreshers because mm-hmm. people it's not like they run across situations like that yeah every week and they've just got their lines exactly. down it's like they need to have uh refreshers on it and some people are more naturally gifted at it than others. I mean, believe me, I've freaking been referring or not well, being I'm referred to for most, eight years. At referring, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you want to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I, you're also just I, – I think those people that are in sales too are better at it because we've had to do it. Like, mm-hmm. like we're forced to go and build a book, a business, and tr- Pop is in sales, but that wasn't – I mean – being naturally outgoing he's probably gonna be like really guys you're talking about me on your freaking body like that's his wife yeah like yeah. kaylee Th- is a, totally interesting like yeah it's like so it's just different personality types that are going to be a lot better and they're going to see opportunities and they're going to interject mm-hmm. like you well like that. again having probably a, an expectation that's uh, i won't say unrealistic or say unwarranted is i think i've teed him up enough and introduced him to enough people with emails and hey come to lunch and meet this person they want to do a refi type because he he sells ho- or uh he's a mortgage l- broker lending, yeah, yeah. so i've set him up enough that it's just like well eventually it has to rub off right whereas i'd now look at some of my previous networking partners and people that i thought were going to be for want of a this sounds selfish but i thought they were going to be gold mines for me yeah big referral source so yeah. i would send them business and mm-hmm. It just never came back. And I understand that a lot of people think they walk in a store and see a credit card terminal and go, oh, go in there, they've got a credit card terminal. And I've never really educated them on what a good referral for me looks like, (laughs) Like, right? That's already one of my clients. It says Heartland (laughs) on the side of the terminal. (laughs) That has happened multiple (laughs) times. But I think, again, coming back to the expectations and accountability part, I would give up on those people instead of meeting with them again. Yeah. and saying hey here's how I would like you to do it here's what I'm looking for is how can I help you help me yeah, teach how can I help you teach me yeah. and what I'm saying is that when when you don't take that time when you're not really putting people in a position to win then having expectations of them is probably a bad thing it's wrong no, I don't disagree so you've got tons of notes there what you got we already talked about most of them really <laughs> yeah that's how I'm feeling did, about uh, this did uh now I'm interested to know with like the Travis Pop situation. Did he say I have expectations of him, or he feels like there is expectations? No, this was me as an outsider observing it, it okay. and thinking. I was it. like, because him and I um, actually talk about it a lot. Yeah, I will say that I think it was a bit kind of instead of instead of you acknowledging like, yeah, Stephen is pretty good at it. He was like, yeah, it, it was just it felt like 
you took the chance to kind of jump on and go yeah you need to do that type thing and, and I don't think that sat well with him but, he, um, but yeah he, yeah, we won't talk about pop on here too much longer <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good that we talk about people you know I, it I, is. I, it I, is. I don't think we would um, ever put ourselves in a position to talk badly of one of our friends on here no we just do that other to than their you. face yeah me I mean I'm used to it now or I guess when you shit talk me I don't shit talk you I just tell you that you're an asshole sometimes no, I tell you you're an asshole most of the time. At least in my useful thing. <laughs> you're an appendix. I'm an appendix. Wow, thanks. <laughs> well, I, I hope I burst inside you. <laughs> that sounded really wrong. <laughs> wow. There's always one guy that just takes <laughs> things too far. So, no, I'd be curious as well. Oh, so God. From uh, a professional standpoint. So, we've, we're both in a position where we have colleagues that do better than us and we have colleagues that oh, don't yeah. do better mm-hmm. than us and I would wonder when expectations are set um, you know my hiring process is very different from some of the people around me and the people that I tend to recommend and the people that I hire tend to last longer and I think it's more because I take the approach of I'm going to scare the shit out of these people so they don't want to work here at the start because it's not easy. If you're coming in expecting to crush it and make a shitload of money, our videos and our promotional materials to hire people are freaking great. We paint a picture and it's absolutely achievable and I'm proof positive yeah. of that. But it's not a come in and that's guaranteed thing, you know? No. And I think I do a better job of tempering people's expectations and saying, hey, you can do that, but here's what you're going to have to do year one. Mm-hmm. Year one isn't like what I do now. Year one no. isn't playing golf on Fridays and taking Mondays off and buggering off to Vegas when I want and you know going to Wisconsin to see a Packers game at the end of the month which is unheard of in my company but I can do it because I've got the business to do it and I've got the people that are working hard for me out winning business on my behalf and then I just come in and close it so it's um I think that's where I think a lot of companies don't set realistic expectations when they first hire people and then they find themselves in a cycle of trying to change the expectations of mm-hmm. people and change people's behaviors. And that's a really negative place to be. No, I'd agree. I mean, that's the same with finance, right? Everybody looks at financial advisors that want to get into the industry and thinks that, oh, my God, that's such a great thing. It's like you can control your schedule and make a lot of money. Like, this is spectacular. This is – sign me up. They're mm-hmm. outside. Same as, the you know, Heartland and so a lot of those guys. It's like, yeah, but you didn't see, like – the first five years, especially, <laughs> where you were na- making no money, mm-hmm. I was telling Laura and my wife the other day. So it's like right now, we're in the time of COVID. The market pulled back thirty four percent off its <laughs> highs. My pay is tied directly to client accounts value. So client account values go down, my pay goes down, right? So this is a reality. I mean, credit card processing goes down, your pay goes down, your residual goes down to mm-hmm. some degree at least, right? It's like a lot of your clients are restaurants goes down. What really sucked in the psychology of it, and this is what you try to illustrate for people who are new to the sales game, be it whatever, is first five years, you're making very little money. You're trying to bring on new clients at a time when it's a forced dry spell. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Talk about like the psychological mind. Like that is so bad. But now it's like once you're established, Oh, I feel so much better to actually still have an income. <laughs> like, Selner was like, this, like, five years ago, oh, would have been, I'd, it would have been terrible. But now that it's like I actually have a book of clients and people I can take uh, care of and that I can chat with and that reiterate the process and their trust in us, and then we're able to go and try and find new people during this and just realize you're giving yourself some grace and your expectations during a time like this are survive. Yeah. Well, it also beautiful. helped that, a lot of your current clients were a little liquid and could be like, oh, market's in the toilet. Let's buy more. Let's put more money in the market. <laughs> yeah, some of them had cash they could put to work or other holdings in there yeah. that were more conservative that we could reallocate. Yep. So, so, which it brings me to an interesting thing, actually. Go for it. Uh, kind of, we talked about planning, right? Mm-hmm. As far as when things don't go maybe per the plan, per what you would expect, right? So we have this end goal, this thing that we want. 
and our, our expectation is that we reach it, reach that end goal, right? And so I think, though, even though none of us would have kind of fought COVID, we didn't expect COVID to be here. We didn't expect this to happen, right? Oh, I predicted it. I'm sure you did. Scottish people. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> so we, we didn't expect this. Our expectations have had to shift in terms of what the last four months were going to look like. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think they're going to have to shift for what the rest of 2020 is going to have to look like. Our expectation for 2020. Yeah. So part of expectations, I also wanted to say, and I did write this down, was I think extending grace to yourself and others in times of unexpected strife if you will mm -hmm. or unexpected things happen right it's like and what i'm trying to get at is it's like don't always just tow the hard line right it's like because that doesn't work out well and I, I say this again from experience like well no this is the way it was supposed to happen it's like but it doesn't always happen that way it's like your expectation if you have hard line expectations you're going to be let down more often than not i would say but if we go to a simon senate quote right and this is one thing I wanted, and I wish we could have him on here so I could ask him his thoughts on this, because his old idea, and I want, I'd like to know what he thinks of expectations, because my, my suspicion is that his expectations and his idea of what expectations should be are quite loose, especially if you were to go back to the finite versus infinite idea, right, of finite goals versus infinite. Maybe... Maybe he, he's okay with finite goals, like he says, but more so infinite goals, right? So the expectation is not that you reach $100 million. It's that you continue to be better every day to become the $100 million man, if that's yeah. your goal, right? So whatever your expectation is, maybe shift how it is you set expectations to a less finite focus in a more infinite focus. Yeah. So again, I think you're getting into goals versus expectations. I think it's I think goals thing. are expectations. We talked about this at the start and we differentiated them. Kind of. I would say this. You differentiate. I'm not sure I agree. Having a having an infinite goal is one thing. Having expectations of the people around you and the process to get and achieve and continually achieve towards that infinite goal is a different thing altogether. And here's what I was going to say. When you started talking about it before you got into the whole infinite and finite thing was... I would guess that Simon Sinek's answer would be something along the lines of, it's okay to have high expectations if you've set the culture, surrounded yourself with the right people, and your vision is aligned. Because then your why is where it needs to be, you've got the people, and you've got the culture. Yeah, and I would say there's also, this is just a thought, like, and you probably said, well, those, well, now they wouldn't be goals. There's because I was going to say there's expectations as to conduct mm -hmm. and how you would expect someone to treat other folks and you know, other people. You know, and, and I would expect you to be a hard worker. I'd expect you to to be a team player, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then there's, well, I would expect you to go out there and bring in $10 million, you know, or whatever it is in new credit card processing. That'd be nice. Yeah, right? So the company says, that's my expectation is that you do that. Well, they're like, well, that's a goal. They're like, no, our expectation is that you do that. No, see, that's an expectation. That's not your goal. Your goals would be, okay, yeah, $10 million might be the end point. But for me, the goals would be each, and this is where my analytical side comes in in terms of sales. And your, your game's a little different because you don't have a cookie-cutter client. You don't have a mm -hmm. average sale is this much average a month is that much I have to sell this many to get there now you could probably get there if you broke down your book of business yeah, yeah. it's just not going to hold true because as you get better at what you do the idea is that you're you would have to adjust it all the time and you're you're not selling every month you're not selling every three months you know whereas yeah, for me it's like a bigger sale if yeah. I break that down 10 million Let's say I have to do that in a year, right? So mm -hmm. in a year, you have to produce 10 million. So I know that's 800 and change a month, right? Yep. So then I go, okay, if I have to do 800, what's my average sale? Okay, let's, and these numbers are way, way out there, right? But let's say my average sale is 125. So then I'm like, okay, so I break that down. That's six sales a month. Mm -hmm. I have to do six sales a month. Yep. Six and a half, I think it is. So then... How many sales 
to get to six sales, how many people do I have to meet? What's my closing rate, right? And the idea is the closing rate gets better, so you have to meet less people to get to where you are. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, I have to set this many appointments a week, this many a month to close this many deals to do that much business and a check and you're saying those are your goals yeah that's yeah, those goal. are goals that's not an expectation but see in my my expectation in that scenario would be that i do that is that i actually do the well, six calls the yeah. yeah if you're not yeah. doing the six calls you can't get to your your goal but you, the, the ex- expectation is that you follow through to hit well, the, the expectation goal. is that you wake up every day and do the things you need to do yeah that that's how i look at it that's not a goal that's an expectation the expectation yeah, no, is that monday that. through friday you wake up at 6 a.m you do what you've got to do and you show up when you show up and you do the work you have to do to get the appointments in order to meet your expectations of yourself which is ultimately to get to that goal or exceed it mm-hmm. okay <laughs> so you agree with me on that yeah okay well, on all of it then so <laughs> on all of it keep dreaming we're, we're, i'm not agreeing <laughs> with you on all of it we're differentiating between what a goal is and what an expectation is i think an expectation i can have of you is that you show up you're attentive you're humble sometimes uh, <laughs> i kid i kid I, I kid i kid um you're hard working and you're going to you're going to do your best Mm-hmm. For to grow the podcast, to grow the audience, to be um, the best podcaster you can be, right? So I think those are expectations I can have of you, but only because we talked about it at the start. That's something we did define at the start. I remember sitting down and saying, I'm only going to do this and continue to do it if, and I gave you a list of things, one of them being authentic, one of them being it can't sound canned, it can't be us just putting out the same shit everybody else is putting out. I don't think we are. I genuinely do listen to some other local podcasts and think they suck. And some are good. Um, some are great. Some are better than us, I think. Yeah. They're in different realms. But I think of the ones that are kind of in a similar realm to us, I but, listen and I want to slip Like who? I'm not going to name joking. names. <laughs> don't, don't name names. Yeah. I can hear paper rustling in the background. And it's like a list of questions as opposed to conversations. I think one of the things that we're going to get used to, and I think people will be surprised when they actually see us, I think... One of the one of the expectations people have when they come and talk to us is that we're going to interview them with a list of questions. Yeah, and a lot of times we have some things we well, want to say. One of the more commonly requested things is, "Can you send over a list of interview questions prior?" We're like, "Not really. Um, you probably already know the answers to most of them." Yeah. Um, where'd you go to school? Are you married with kids? Yeah. Uh, no. And like, what do you? For us, it's we show up and we talk for an hour. Sometimes it's absolute drivel. I'll admit it. Sometimes you and I just. I mean, I think there's value in most of our episodes. Oh, yeah. But when we bring people in here, I think they're invariably they're surprised. They're like, that was much more natural. Mm-hmm. And it was really... Uh, and a lot of them have been on TV, radio shows, and things I think before. the part that we're not necessarily giving ourselves credit for, though, is that you have to understand a topic or a person to be able to ask those questions, right? Yeah. So we go and we do a little bit... At least I do. I think you do, too. Like a little bit of advanced research and reading on the individual... And then we formulated a list of questions kind of in our mind. And we do have written yeah. out questions a lot of the time for an interview, but they're not necessarily questions that we will always get answered. Yeah. But they're certainly things that we find of interest to the individual or of the individual, whatever, and that we could ask. And I love bullet points. And invariably, we'll go down these long paths of they'll talk. And as they're talking, one of us will write something down or I'll be like, you, you'll be able to see because it's kind of palpable. I'll be, like you, Stephen's got something to say. Yeah. You know, I, on like, our last oh, Zoom oh. with Jason, I could see you doing that a couple times. <laughs> he did. Jeez, like, Jason huh. talked a lot. I was like, uh, th- I know, I loved it though. He just acknowledged. He's like, you guys are gonna have to cut me off if you want me to. Yeah. You want me to? I found to it super good. engaging, but yeah, he's got good stuff to yeah, say. Yeah. So where too. I was going with that is, we all have these preconceived expectations when we walk into something, and often we're let down. Mm-hmm. And I would say that when you have expectations of people you don't know or expectations of people in a relationship when they've shown a propensity not to um, not to show good behavior, I think that's that's where we have to start checking our expectations, right? If someone's let you down multiple times, having expectations that they won't let you down is probably going to lead to you being disappointed and... You should go in there with an even keel, like, hey, it's probably not going to happen. Because then when it does, if they do surprise you and do what they're supposed to do, 
least then it's a positive thing as opposed to the other way around where you're coming in on a high and oh it didn't happen again don't know why i haven't learned yet you know the whole your thing yeah battered housewife thing yeah well i don't want to go there but that's certainly (laughs) certainly one of the things that's not a funny thing yeah no no, i mean it's horrific i think the amount of times i see but physical and emotional abuse right physical and emotional abuse i think there's people that expect people to change their spots and often they don't and they have these unrealistic if you want to talk unrealistic mm-hmm, expectations mm-hmm. that's where an unrealistic expectation comes from when someone's behavior and attitude and up to this point has been nothing but negative and you expect anything different from what you've been shown yeah what's that line about uh it's like ah, freaking something about the same results and <laughs> I think it's stupidity yeah he said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. That one. That one. Yeah. So. But where I was going with that, I started off down a path, and I think where people are going to be surprised as we start to release video is how this isn't canned, this isn't scripted, and we actually hold pretty high-level conversations about things like this, where we might have a note or two. I haven't had my notes just on normally the something. for a long time. Yeah. And we're able to engage and, and, and really lead people... To, yeah. to, to be engaging empty see yeah well I've got that's because they're all right here <laughs> no I had notes so we talked about them all within the first 10 minutes yeah I know that was the same with mine I was like well that um, well, let me see here what else do we got but here we are 45 minutes in and thinking oh we're still talking how did that happen so well, sometimes I think you could just ramble on I would like to set some expectations of our listeners though I would like y'all to go and like us and review us <laughs> and share us and do all and those why fun haven't things. you if you haven't yeah we expect you to i don't expect you to i just implore you to i would really like it if you did that it's the one way for us to grow organically we really are trying to grow the community um you know we get good feedback from the people that listen we, we get do. good feedback from people that seem to enjoy our posts on not just good like stroke of the ego good but like constructive feedback yeah you know and i think when when people like jason swain are like hey i really love what you're doing he hadn't Mm -hmm. heard of us or listened to us until a couple of days before he came on everybody that we've interviewed Mm -hmm. so far goes and listens to a few podcasts Mm -hmm. thank you for what you guys are doing in the community i know it does mean a lot like really like oh it does mean a lot. that's cool (laughs) i didn't know it (laughs) it does mean a lot that's awesome yeah but and I would rather well, actually you asked their expectations of of uh, the, our expectations of them or shared our expectations of them with regard to <laughs> rating and reviewing us. <laughs> I am kind of interested to know. Just I was going to say like what their expectations of us are. Like what are your expectations of this podcast as listeners? Like what what are I mean because if you want us them to rate and review us like what necessitates a good review like what do we need to do to be able to justify a five-star review what are your expectations for this podcast listeners mm-hmm. it's like i would love for somebody to actually send us a message yeah. saying like i'd expect these things of the podcast and even con- more constructive feedback right it's like Stephen, neither one of us i think we hold our this expectation of ourselves and each other is my biggest fear in life is to be mediocre like that's my legit fear like steve is laughing at me but that's my legit fear it's like right there with you yours was uh being not called not Look athletic at the name of the podcast yeah it's like so my biggest fear is being mediocre so like the idea of doing this for two years in like it just not growing outside of spokane much i mean we have listeners around the world but not like thousands and thousands and thousands you know mm-hmm. from around the world type thing but it's like i don't want to be mediocre so tell us how or, or what you guys value what your expectations are for this podcast because we would love it to be bigger than just where we're at and where we're at yeah it's like we want to grow we want to be better so tell us mm-hmm. what's it going to take yeah one of the things i really enjoy speaking of expectations and i, I can't believe this didn't come up earlier i like when people have a preconceived notion or an expectation of who I am, what I am, <laughs> I was like, what no. I'm like. And, and then they realize it's 100% accurate. No, I think no. a lot of times they realize, oh, he's not that. 
he's not just some goofy Scottish guy. He's actually got something about him. I think I do that quite often. I think a lot of people come in with this notion that I'm just the, the lovable fucker, th- uh, and I'm not. And <laughs> I like catching people off guard when they realize I'm not. I think people's <laughs> expectation, because I know this because they've said this to me, is uh, you do surprise them in that regard. And even in the relationship regards where I was going to go, right? Like mm-hmm. they expect you to be a, like a philandering D-bag, basically. Wow. I think is what <laughs> the nicest way to put it. <laughs> but you're not. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not. I, a I think they're D-bag. they're like like I even told Lauren. She's like Stephen wants to get married and like have a child or like help raise a child. Like, like that surprised me a little bit. She was saying, I was like, oh, interesting. It's like Stephen can be more complex and emotionally complex <laughs> than he lets on to be. He just doesn't set the expectations with people that he can be that way. Yeah. Well, beyond the emotions, I think often in the work setting as well i think once people actually talk to me about business they're like oh shit yeah okay well <laughs> you bullshit a lot too so they might just i do yeah. um, <laughs> but on that you were talking about lauren as well as i know you and i've spent some time with lauren i really don't know lauren that well like no I just a few in there yeah. and yeah um we should probably change that man wow <laughs> Wow. Just setting the expectations. All right. That's all right. Realistic expectations. <laughs> Achievable expectations. No, Stephen, you don't get to be around my wife ever. Um, anyway, thank you guys we'll do for listening. We'll a double date. We appreciate it. <laughs> With who? <laughs> Should I bring my dog? Poor Ollie. Yeah, it's yeah. warm in here, so we're going it to is end. Warm. You're really um, red. <laughs> thank you. Well, I've just been laughing as well. Um, Your arms are, though. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. We really do. Uh, let us know what you expect of us. Hopefully, you get some value from this. Share it. That's our expectation, yeah. too. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. <laughs>